Okay. All right. Jackson thumping in the background because well, he's setting up for Halloween. He is, and he also has a sprained ankle. I so. know. I feel like as a good boyfriend, you should like help him. I, I hello. I am doing this. I got I got the Halloween decorations out from the back where they were and unlocked the thing, brought them in, and was available to help. But alas, I have a responsibility to you, the people, the listeners. Yes, but the doctor told him he should be off his ankle. So as the good boyfriend, maybe you could just be yelling at him, yelling at him from this room. Yes. Alive. Like Jackson, stop. Okay, he's going to be confused by this. Jackson, you need to stay off your ankle. He knows that. He's going to be on the walker. I trust him on the crutches. He's going to hurt himself he, more. I'm nervous. As okay. a boyfriend, you should be nervous. Well, Why aren't you nervous? Some people, when they're in relationships, don't yell at their partner all the time. Listen, that's how <laughs> that's I show different. my love. How I show my love is I worry. Well, I worry too, but I'm, I'm more when I see him putting weight on it. I'm like, well, are you putting weight on that foot? It's that. It's not like, let's scream at my partner of five years. Screaming is love. I don't know that it is, and I worry for your future children. (laughs) I want them to know. Luckily, they'll have Uncle Matt P there to be like, he means it there in a loving way. To give way. him candy, spoil, spoil him rotten. I will. And yeah. they'll be little, lovely, young people because yeah. of me. Well, I, I'm, I already fully know I'm going to be mean daddy in whatever relationship <laughs> I'm in. It's good what's going to happen. You can still not be. You still have time. You nope. haven't had the kids yet. Baby, I, you can't teach an old dog new tricks. <laughs> this is who I am. I am an Italian mother to my core. Okay. Yes. Right. Accept me for who I am. All right. I accept you for you. Sorry, future children. I'm sorry to them as well. <laughs> Pray for Matt Steele's kids, guys. <laughs> When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Two Game Mats, the podcast. It's Matt Palmer. And it's Matt Steele. And we are back again another week, another time that we can spend together. The last time we'll be able to spend together before Taylor drops 1989, Taylor's version. It's coming out Thursday night, Friday morning for those on the East Coast and if you don't know, if you only listen to this podcast and don't watch the YouTube, this is a big work week for us. Yes, <laughs> because yes. when she does these uh, re-releases, it's essentially like, okay, we're going to give you the full album, the full album's bonus tracks originally, and these new vault tracks, new Taylor's version vault tracks that are brand new. So we're going to be listening to like, who knows, an hour and t- 20 minutes of music, giving our opinions, editing it all that together and putting it up the next day at like five in the morning. Yeah, while th- like thousands of people are screaming at us right. from the live stream. And getting mad at us for... Uh, random things we may say. Yeah, I know we're very scared because like, you know, we love 1989, of obviously course. a classic album, but Absolutely. it does open with a song that... Not our favorite. <laughs> that first track. And so it's like if someone's new coming into the live stream who doesn't right. know us, they're going to be like, oh, they must take Taylor. I know. Like, no, no. We, we just, hey, welcome to New York. We love, yes. We So all of the people, if you're listening to this now and you have the ability to be on the live stream on Thursday night at 9 p.m. Pacific, please stand up for us in the comment yes. section because we'll be fighting for our lives even if we don't know it. Yes. So any sort of support would be very appreciated. Yes, and if, and if that like will be triggering for you, us not liking Welcome to New York, just join in when you know blank spaces start because <laughs> we love that well i mean because we might listen to that like four times in a row <laughs> because we miss it matt Steele. yes how was your week it's good yeah. um i don't know i worked i did more like work with the you know with the project that i'm working on blah 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 okay um i was my friend anna's birthday so on friday night i hung out at her place and mm-hmm. me and like a bunch of friends we watched the movie casper you remember casper right i do with christina ricci I completely forgot how devastating that movie is. Oh, is it? Like how, oh my God, I was crying. Oh. Like it was very much, Casper was very much like a VHS that like I had at my grandparents' house. Okay. So I always like associated with my grandparents' house. That's nice. Um, and like, oh my God, what a beautifully sad story oh about this goodness. poor ghost who is so 
fucking lonely. The ghost doesn't remember how he died. Mm. And like all he wants is just like a friend. And like he's also having like romantic feelings for this like friend who he has, who he's spent like gone with like a hundred years trying to get. Like it mm. is so sad and like touching and fun and campy and ridiculous. I loved it. Wow, I'm glad you loved it. It sounds like me describing Kimberly Akimbo last week. Just it's like bawling throughout. Casper, Kimberly Akimbo. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. I'm surprised there hasn't been like a Casper like musical like stage version mm. or something like that. I mean, how do you deal with a ghost floating around on stage? Oh, they got, please, Julie Taymor can do anything. So like, <laughs> be like, hey, Julie, we need a ghost and she'll right. give you a, a puppet that she's created like mm. that's stu- stuffed in her basement. And they somewhere. had Aaron Tveit who was there but not there next normal spoiler. Sorry if you haven't seen it, but it's been years. <laughs> True. Okay, please, that's not a spoiler. Get out <laughs> of here. I'm, I'm very sensitive about spoilers. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But Aaron Tveit, he was just there and they were looking around the stage just being like, he's not there, that's but it's true. like, no, actually he's... He's There's right a great there. song about that. He's, <laughs> he's not here. He's not here. I love that song. It's a great song. Great I mean, that's song. a great moment in the show. Mm. That whole sequence Those where parents. you discover that the sun is not there. and Not to spoil. God, guys, <laughs> it's literally the plot of the show. I'm so sorry. It's oh not a spoiler. God. But Matt Palmer, how yes. was your week? My week has also been good. It has been very uh, lazy this weekend. I think because I came back from New York and after being in Atlanta, I like, you know, landed after waking up at 4 a.m. the next day, landed here. And like, as much as we love recording the podcast going straight into recording the podcast after having like a big travel day is tough and then going straight into a long work week was tough and so I did get to see my friend Janie on Wednesday we hung out at her place and that was great but then as the actual weekend rolled around I was like I would like to be very lazy so I've kind of been an indoor cat being excited about the temperature finally getting a little cooler in Los Angeles we're finally at a place where highs was is going to be in like the 70 degree area in this part of the city for the next week and so I'm like have we gone through the last October heat wave here? I would really hope so. I have, but then you check that weather app again, and it's like, oh, a week and a half from now, mm. we're going to be frying on the sidewalk like an egg. But, like, you know. I just, I'm going to take the coolness where I can get it, and yeah. I appreciate the temperatures that we're getting these days. Yeah, you live know? in the moment. Yeah, that's, that's what you got to do. do. It's true. Oh, that's beautiful. Um, should we dive into the news radius? Yeah, sure. Why not? Okay, I feel like um, there wasn't a lot of news this week. I feel like I say that all the time, and then we talk for 40 minutes, but truly, there was a lot and most of my stories that I have here on my phone are about Britney Spears and her book because okay it makes sense for the team I believe it's Simon and Schuster Britney has decided she will not be doing press for this book in a real way I think she like did an email interview with People Magazine and sent them some like photos that she took on her own time for them to use and but there's not going to be a sit down there's no Oprah there's no like Good Morning America there's no like she's not doing the press circuit because of course the press has harmed her so greatly in her career and so she She's saying, no, thank you. I love that. It's kind of like a fuck you press. I know. This is kind of like how we wanted Blackout to be released, where it's like, don't even put mm. her picture on it. Just say Blackout on the cover. And buy. like, this is the closest to that that we can get. And so I do appreciate that she's like, no, I'm, I've been traumatized here and I'm not going back. Uh, but because she's not doing press herself, the only way Simon and Schuster can get press for this book is by leaking stories about like what's in the book to different mm. outlets. So it's not dissimilar to the Jada Pinkett Smith uh, press tour that led to so many headlines. But with Britney, it's like, it, she's been more of an enigma than Jada and will have. So I am interested in all the news stories, even though the more I read about it, like the sadder I get. You know? Sure, yeah. It's a lot of truth bombs that like, were. it was a lot of stuff that was hard for certain millennials to hear, but right. they needed to hear it. It's true. Yeah. So apparently, so out of the truth bombs we have received, she basically was saying, um, it, she confirms that she did cheat on Justin with Wade Robson, which has been long rumored. Uh, but she also says that Justin Timberlake also cheated on her with a female celebrity that she chooses not to name because that female celebrity now has a family and she doesn't want to be disrespectful. Uh, she talks about that like two weeks of dating Colin Farrell. I remember there are very famous uh, red carpet pics of the two of them together looking like they truly just roll out of bed. <laughs> and so she kind of is confirming that that's what was happening. I'm excited for that chapter because I love a whirlwind romance. It's it like was. two weeks and you remember it forever. I like, mean, give it to me. I think romance might be strong. <laughs> Listen, I'm sure that was a romance. Anything yes. with Colin Farrell is a romance to I me. I mean, and yes, like, could are there two better looking people in like 2002, 2003, whenever this happened? No. And so I'm glad that we're touching upon it. Um, and then I think that the kind of darkest and splashiest thing that happened and there is a legitimate
trigger warning here. So if you don't want to discuss abortion, then I would fast forward a little bit. But she has come out and said that she and Justin Timberlake were pregnant at a moment during their relationship. I think they were about 20 at the time. And she said if it was just up to her that she would have kept the baby. But Justin was adamant on not wanting to be a father yet. And so she went along with it and decided to, um, you know, have an abortion, which is a natural thing that people should be allowed to have and decide to have on their own time when they want to. But the way that it came across, at least in the press, felt like she may have been may have been regretting this decision or saying, like, I wouldn't have done it if it was just up to me. When at the end of the day, like, I guess everyone has opinions about this, but it kind of is just up to her. In my opinion, it's her body. It is her choice. Um, So it's just I feel like this book and the revelations, they're going to be a lot of tough moments for Justin Timberlake. I feel like he should be away from the public eye for a while. I know people were excited about NSYNC getting back together and a possible reunion tour. Let's put a pause on that. Yeah. Because it's just not... Now is not the time. Sure, yeah. I, I mean, the thing that's, like, so fascinating to me is, like, she, you know, had all this... Inv- Justin was, like, dragging her through the mud this whole time. She could have... She could have <sighs> d- done the same exact thing and been like, well, actually, you cheated on me. Thank well, you. That's the whole thing. And she didn't. Yes. And, like, she... It feels like she was the bigger person in that moment. Right. Still, like, cared about this person, even though he was, you know, being shitty to her at the time and everything. And so... So, hey, I mean, might as well do it several decades later in a book. Right. <laughs> but, like, still, like, at the time, it's just, I, I feel like that was very big of her. To Absolutely. Not, she totally could have, like, hurled all of her side of things out there, and she she didn't. Right. Um, and I wonder if there was, like, pressure for her not to, or... I mean, I could see her just wanting to distance herself from it and not sure. wanting to, like, keep answering questions about this man that she was no longer with. But yeah, like I, lest we forget when Justin was launching justified, like Crimea river was the like take off single. Like he had like, yeah. I love you as a first single, but it didn't do all that great. I remember him performing it at the VMAs and like debuting it. And like, it kind of got panned that performance, but then he puts out this video with a Britney Spears lookalike and like very clearly insinuating in interviews that like, not only did she cheat on him, but like she's lying about being a virgin and that we had sex during our relationship. It just was not, like a classy way to go about someone that you say that you used to love or at least respect it and like want good things in the future for just like be like I don't want to talk about this and he he never decided to take the high road with Britney at the time and so I think it is well within Britney's right to be like well I am now has the time has come for me to tell my side of the story mm-hmm. years and years later and uh, I don't imagine he's going to come out looking too rosy. Okay. You know? I wonder, will he say anything or will he kind of just like let it pass? I think he and Jessica Beale, I don't know if they put out a statement or if they like, their people put out a statement, but it was essentially like, we're not interested in going back to the past and we're going to be focusing on the future. So I, I don't imagine we're going to hear much from him about this, okay. but I'm looking forward to reading the book. I believe it comes out Tuesday. We just looked it up, BrittanyBook.com. I'm still hoping that that Spotify thing I read that you can get a free audio book uh, once a month if you have Spotify Premium. I hope that is legit. And I hope it has already been enacted because that is the way I want to listen to this. And uh, I, guys, you, you want to hear the Michelle Williams performance, exactly, yes. which Matt Steele's already given a Grammy to. Oh, I mean, hello, let's go. <laughs> it's Michelle Williams, and so I'm excited to listen to it. Absolutely, and just FYI, if you're a fan of this podcast, it will likely be a Britney Spears book discussion. Like, and you know what? Our we, our friend Grace and Jackson himself have said that we talk about all pop culture except for books, and we're proving them wrong next week only. We talked about the Mariah autobiography. We did. If a pop lady puts out a book of note we'll discuss it. was there ever another book that we talked about literally I ever know. i don't maybe like i mean we talked about that jada book i guess those yeah, headlines we, i mean we just said it was happening yeah and we didn't talk about the, the we didn't like book. read the book gonna, no like, read the book who's gonna read the book yeah god <laughs> not i you know so i'm pumped to read it even though i'm worried that it's going to be dark like i just feel like britney's been through so much like i feel like this justin stuff is just scratching the surface like with this we're pre-conservatorship even yeah. the stuff that's coming out so yeah. I'm just but nervous but I hope there are some light moments like even though Mariah had some dark things in her book she still had the 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 wonderful glorious thrilling like rich cracker chapter <laughs> about like the happy parts I'm sure there will be yes. some happy parts absolutely in yeah. I, I think she's gonna probably talk about like her VMA performances I've seen some clips about her talking about dancing with the snake like I think there's going to be up chapters as well but of celebrities that we grew up with there it's hard to think of someone with a sadder story than Britney Spears. You know what I'm saying? Sure. So yeah. I guess you we'll see, see you guys next week. I, so I hope this is very cathartic for her. I hope, I hope so too. I hope she's feeling strong. She's feeling good. I hope she makes a lot of fucking money. I mean, there's no way she's not yeah. going to. I think everyone's going to be coming out with a lot of 
money to their name as a result of this. And I'm glad it's actually getting to Britney, unlike all that shit that was happening under the conservatorship. Um, and guys, speaking of a lot of money, speaking <laughs> of people with a lot of fucking money, that is the best transition I've ever heard because we are back to discussing Taylor Swift. And uh, I just have to say, I maybe have given her some guff in the past because she loves when a song is about to go number one and like it's in co- competition with a few other tracks to get there. She loves to throw out an El- Elvira remix. You know, only <laughs> she loves to throw out like just different versions of the same track because she knows the Swifties will even eat it up, give it the boost it needs to get to number one. And maybe I have side-eyed her left like once or twice about that when it's like a Willow or a Cardigan. But guys, do whatever you gotta do to get Cruel Summer to number one because God damn. Uh, give me all the remixes of Cruel Summer. Absolutely. Because A, it's just a fantastic song. Yes. So any remix you make of it is going to be great. Because when the song is great, then usually the remix is great. Uh, did you listen to the remix? No. It's good. Okay. <laughs> well, you know. Well, you know. It's very fast. But to me, honestly, and she also put out the live version from the Eras film. She okay. put out the live version of the song because she's just like, we're giving you new versions. The Cruelest Summer single is available on streaming and on iTunes right now. And it is apparently done enough that Cruel Summer is going to hit number one <laughs> by the time you're listening to this. And like, guys, I, yeah, as a, as a Mariah fan, we take number ones on the Hot 100 very seriously. Yes. And prior to these re-releases and these like songs going viral on their own accord, I will say that the list of Taylor Swift's number ones were, was very not representative of her best songs, yeah. but with All Too Well mm-hmm. and now Cruel Summer hitting number one. Yes. It's like looking more and more like that's a legendary list of songs. Oh my God. Yes, exactly. I mean, and the amazing thing about it is the song is from 2019. That's the thing. And it's hitting number one now because that is the, how good the song is. And right. y'all know I am a lover stan. <laughs> y'all know I go hard for you lover. Do. I you do, do love lover. And, and the fact that lover never had a number one is just so upsetting to me. And now it's coming and it's coming with like what, like one of the best songs from the album and yes. one of her best songs, period. Cruel Summer is so excellent and I'm so happy that's finally getting the flowers it deserves yes. because the fact that it was not released as a single Horrifying. right when the album came out is devastating. Right. Like who, I mean, and the answer is probably Taylor herself, but whoever made the choice to put out me instead of Cruel Summer jail right away jail, right away go to jail right away yes exactly and and so i'm just i'm just thrilled for her because it's a song that deserves to be number one yes yeah and she's gonna she's making still making money no matter what she does i mean she can't help but make money that's all she does you know, a couple days money. ago i had a dream a very vivid clear dream that oh. i was dating taylor swift what that taylor swift wanted to date me what? she was like she thought I was amazing and she was just like I just like you're so much fun and I feel such a connection with you and I love being around you and in my head I was kind of just like I'd do this <laughs> you no part of you in the dream was like well I'm a homosexual Steven like this is like, not gonna work listen of course there was the part of the dream where I was just like I don't know how this will work but like She's really fun. She was really nice in the dream, as I've heard she's very nice in real life. Right. So, like, if she wanted to date me, I'd be like, you know what? <laughs> yeah, I, I'd live comfortably for the rest of my life beyond comfortably. My God, my family would live comfortably. So, we're assuming that not only you date, but, like, you are going straight, like, you're going to the altar. Oh, baby, I'm putting that ring on her finger. Let's go, Taylor. I Like, a girl's wow. got to do what a girl's got to do. Because the wow. thing is, like, you know, even though there isn't that physical attraction, I feel like I could be good friends with her and we could have a nice emotional bond. Right. But again, I'm, I'm in the midst of watching Will and Grace. <laughs> this is not a like, this isn't a relationship. Like, you and Taylor Swift in your dream Listen. as your, like, female best friend does not, like, a marriage make. But you no? know what? We're just getting older. We're just getting older. <laughs> We're near death, guys. Me and Taylor are near death. I, and so, might as well. I don't think either of you are near death. <laughs> I also love that like my memory of you when you first landed in LA was like, I would never date a guy for money. I would only date someone because I was di- dying to be in love with them and to be with them. Listen. And that's my heart and soul. And uh, 10 years in LA, I was, you wouldn't now even- Now I'm dating Taylor Swift. <laughs> <laughs> you would not even just date someone just for money. You date a woman. <laughs> Listen, no, I'm not dating Taylor Swift just for money. I'm dating her because like, she's really fun to be around. In the dream. Uh, in the dream. And- <laughs> Uh, we had a great connection. Like, I forget what we were doing. And I was like, you know what? She's really into me. So like, yeah, I'll give her a shot. I'll Maybe, give her a chance. I bet the fact that Ariana Grande and her Bach are together probably had some little seedling of truth as to like pop stars date Bach types. And you are a Bach type. I am a Bach type. And Taylor would be lucky to have you. I'm half an inch too tall to be Bach though. Oh, 
Oh, is he shorter than you, Ethan he's supposed, Slater? He's not supposed to be above five foot seven. I'm a little above five foot seven. I bet that Ethan Slater's above five foot seven. I don't. I wouldn't. Oh, you don't think so? so? I don't oh. think so. Well, well, well no, but, but the thing is, I don't think he's ever played Bach on Broadway. Mm. The Broadway Bach has to be five foot seven or under. The movie Bach can be whatever. That's the, size the thing. He wants. If Tom Cruise can be like six foot two leading man, everyone can be whatever height they want. Yeah, but not on, on Broadway. Broadway. I know, but we're not talking about Broadway, are we? Talking about movies. We're talking about Bach. Bach we're is talking about Bach in the movie. Yeah, well, I didn't, I didn't get Bach in the movie. Yeah, but you, next time you will. Ne- okay. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> Wicked, Wicked Three. I'll be Bach. Yes. Maybe for the Wicked Two, there's going to be too much, you know, anger around their relationship. Sure. Like, we need to recast Bach. Wicked Three will kind of be like Mean Girls Two, which was on like what's it called, like VH1 or like right. ABC Family or some yes. shit. Wicked Three will be on like some channel mm. uh, that like no one will watch. Hey. And, uh, but you know what? I'll take that paycheck. Hey, and we'll have a watch party for it. We, we better have a watch party. <laughs> right. For it'll it. happen before the Devo's watch party. <laughs> it probably will. Speaking of Ariana Grande, uh, she is supposedly in New York City working with Max Martin. This is coming from page six, but I've heard rumblings on my little insider Twitter accounts that the next album is supposed to be vocally focused and more pop-leaning than her past couple of records. And I have to say, I could not be more excited. I have, you know, as much as I love Thank You Next and Positions also came out, I have missed like a solid pop hook that's, you know, from Ariana in this way. And so I just think it'll be great that she and Max, I think they can cook up something great together, even though... We need to all be honest and say Max is not as all the time making hits like he used to. But I feel like with them together, their powers combined, sure. we're going to get beautiful shit. You think the synths are going to come out? I do. And all I right. want to hear Ari over the synths. All right. Some synths. We yes. want some beats. We want some runs. Mm. All right. And then she's going to go back. The, the strike will be over at this point, And then she can film her last two wicked scenes or whatever. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, and so this is another tabloid rumor about a pop girl who may or may not be coming back. But I'm un- reporting on it because it's something we want. And I feel like we're a manifestation podcast first and foremost. And supposedly Rihanna is planning a huge 32 pound, 32 million pound comeback <laughs> with a world tour and two albums lined Why up. Why is this in pounds? Because uh, this is from a UK tabloid. Okay. <laughs> Why is this in pounds? Right. Someone, so, someone in the comments, tell us how much 32 million pounds is in US dollars. She is saying that she is, uh, the insider source says that Rihanna is quietly planning a comeback tour after signing with Live Nation. The deal was created to facilitate a world tour and her creative team is quietly at work in Los Angeles putting it all together as she raises her family. She'll press play on the live show once she's ready to go back to work and has two albums worth of material to release once she's back. I know there's been rumblings and people saying that maybe she won't be coming back at all. I still have hope. Mm -hmm. I think this could happen. I believe this can be. What do you think? The key words are when she's ready to go back to work. You don't think (laughs) next year and the year after? You wouldn't get a little like, okay, I get it. You guys are babies. Like, let me go make some songs. Uh... We'll see. we'll see. I mean, she didn't put out all that music when before those babies came. Mm. We'll see. We'll see. When whenever she's ready to go back to work, you can't force a woman back to work, especially not, especially when she doesn't have to work. I am certainly not trying to force Rihanna back to work, but I'm just saying, 2016 was a while ago. Like we were just talking before we started recording, how we were hoping Mariah would put out another album since Caution was so good. Caution was more recent than Anti, and Mariah is more, you know, in her legacy act era than Rihanna is. So I feel like. It's, 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 it could happen. I would love for it to happen. You know what? Anything can happen. I could date Taylor Swift. <laughs> you could. <laughs> we, you, we could all date. I, honestly, and I was watching some of the um, Chiefs football game today because Jackson wanted to see part of it. And uh-huh. it was so funny. They didn't cut to Taylor as much as I assume they probably did when they first started dating. But they did have a Chiron that came up. And was that the picture of Taylor that was like, this is like ta- Travis Kelsey's stats when Taylor's not in the stadium. And like, these are her stats, the stats when she is there. And I'm like, this is crazy. It's not like I get supposedly Taylor got some, blo- or uh, Kelly Clark and got some blowback because on her uh, television show, which is now back, she said something about like, oh, I just actually want to watch the game. I'm getting so many Taylor and Travis updates and apparently the Swifties were mad at her. She put out a post saying like, I didn't say that. But what I, I can confirm that a football game does mention Taylor a lot. Listen, guys, instead of putting all that energy into Kelly Clarkson, put that energy into tuning into our live stream listening yes. party for 1989 Taylor's version. Or going to patreon.com slash 2 ads. Yes, because you will get that live that full live stream if you go if you become a patron. Yes, because you only get it live if you're not a patron. Yes. But if you want to replay it in full, gotta do it on Patreon. Yes, don't yell at Kelly, yell at us. Yes. Well, we can take it. <laughs> we can. Kelly's been through enough. She really has. I know. So, okay, as a SAG member, supposedly, according to Deadline, Hollywood's biggest stars are offered a kick in $150 million over three years in dues to help end the actor's strike. I don't fully get it, but their proposal is to raise SAG membership dues right now capped at $1 million for the big earners to bring in more money for the union. Um, My question to you is, 
would this actually work, A, and B, should they do this? Are you like, it, this should actually come from the studios. Like, this is a cute idea, but like the studio should be paying more. We shouldn't have to get this from George Clooney. I truly don't know. And maybe. <laughs> <laughs> like, how am I supposed to know if it's going to work? I'm a sign but I'm not running that financial shit. I'm just paying my dues and being like, hope I get a job sometime in the next five years. Okay. Like I li- I'm just trying to survive on my own. I can't, I can't be a part of the whole negotiations of it all. Okay. I, you know, I think it's very noble that these actors want to do this. Right. I think that's wonderful. Yes. Um, will it work? I don't I know a lot of people are critical of it because it's kind of just like, Oh, you're kind of just like sort of hitting like pause on this issue. Mm. And we're just going to have to fight it years down the road. Right. I don't want to have to go through another strike right. like, years down the road. Especially not just three years from now. You know? Yes, exactly. Be- three years. My God, it's too much. I'll be in my prime. I'll be married to Taylor Swift. <laughs> and so like, I will be actually be, people will want me in movies right. at that point. That's true. Because they'll be like, that's Taylor Swift's boyfriend, I husband, mean, whatever. Ask Joe Alwyn. He was all over. Exactly. Really, wasn't he? <laughs> he was on some Hulu he was, show. He was in a bunch of stuff. Great. <laughs> He's been more than I've been, been in. Please. Hey, but you. But does he have two gay mats? He doesn't have he two doesn't gay mats. Have, he doesn't have the empire. He does not have the yeah. empire, darling. Um, okay. There's a rumor that uh, Halle Bailey is pregnant. Um, she was spotted in Santa Monica wearing very big oversized clothing. There's been a rumor going around that she and rapper DDG are expecting a child. And to that I say, congratulations to them if this is what everyone wants and everyone's happy and healthy. I'm sure she'll be an amazing mother. Also, is the album that Angel was a part of going to still be released? Because I'd love to hear it. Okay, was okay. it? has it been like announced that Angel was a part of an album? No, but like it's a song from an album, right? <laughs> I don't know. She might have just like wanted to be like, oh, let me release something for fun it's and then I'll have a baby. For, I know that people have been doing this for a long time, but I cannot wrap my brain around throwing a song out there and not having an album prepared. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah, that is like, hard. Because what if you put out that random single song and it becomes like the biggest song in the world? It's and, like, you better have an album ready. Do? Right. And beca- because then like when you'll rush to make an album. Right. And, and then it it'll be, be as bad. Good. Right. Yeah. So I don't think Holly would do that. I think she a has been working on that Little Mermaid for so long. She probably was getting in the studio making a lot of great shit. Mm-hmm. Um, just in you know because there's a big wait time between filming the movie and it coming out. Sure. So I imagine she just has a lot of music ready to go, and I just want to hear it. That's all I'm asking. Sure. Even like give us an EP. An EP. Give us a nice eight tracker, nine yes. tracker, and then you and Chloe can get back in the studio. And follow up Ungodly Hour. Let's do that. Because we want that. I was thinking about Ungodly Hour the other day, and I was like, holy shit. What a good album. Top to bottom. It's so great. It's excellent. Yeah. I I miss it when I'm not listening to it. Um, So, yes. Do you see that Kenny Ortega... Is it the news? And yes, he's talking I saw. about Hocus Pocus and saying that he was disappointed that he was not approached to make the sequels. I brought this up because I know you and Kenny are close. I wonder why he wasn't approached to make these. If he was like willing and wanting to do it, right? Why? I mean, maybe he wanted like too much, and they were just like, no, which is crazy. Like, like give the original director who like is the spirit behind the original Hocus Pocus and who just has such an eye for movies like these. Right. Like he like. He like this t- style of movie, like the Hocus Pocuses and the Newsies and the High School Musicals. Like that's in Kenny Ortega's blood. Exactly. Like he knows what he's doing. So like, I- I'm surprised that he wasn't asked. It is odd. Yeah. It is very odd. I mean, maybe it's. I would imagine it's the money thing. Like I can't sure. imagine another good reason not to ask him to, you know, be the director of this very famous cult classic. Uh, if it wasn't for like we're trying to cut down the budget. I don't. Sure. Know. Yeah. It's the only reason that makes sense to me. Uh, do you see about Meryl Streep and her? Husband. Yes. That's so weird. Yeah. Apparently they have been uh, separated for six years. She and Don Gummer. I didn't realize she was married. Sorry. Jesus. <laughs> I didn't even realize she was married. She has like three daughters. Oh, that's or great. Yeah. That's beautiful. Okay, a lot of people well, have babies and don't have husbands. But what is it with like people being separated for six years and not telling I anybody? Know. I mean, Meryl Streep's a pretty private person. Right. But still, it's like, oh, six years. Wow. And six years ago was her last Oscar nomination. Oh. Because she, for 2017, for The Post, and then she... And so I'm just like, Meryl, where have you been? Where have you been? Where have you been? And I guess her husband's I, been like, where have you been? <laughs> too. That's true. Sad news. I, I, if he's a nice guy, I assume. Do we know much oh, yeah. about him? He's, I mean, they've been together for so many yeah, years. So, years. And I mean, that must be hard on both I'm of them. I'm sure. But yeah, no, but she's, she's been very quiet the past six, about like six right. years. She's been like very quiet. Like the only things she's really done are like a few smaller movies. She did that part in Little Women and now she's in Only Murders in right. the Building. But like she's kind of like stayed out of the public eye mm. for, you know, the past couple years and everything. And I mean, maybe this is, why? I, I don't know. I mean, I hope she's okay. Yes. Um, I, I mean, I. it seems like they're handling this maturely. Absolutely. Um, so I wish them both the best. 
Um, I mean, I love you, Meryl. And we love you, Meryl. I'm sure your husband is also great. I, I don't know what to say in this. I, I just hope, I hope it, I, ho- I hope they're okay. Yes. You know. Yes, I hope so too. Lastly, I just have to encourage everyone, if you have a free moment, go on YouTube and look up the songs and stories that Kelly Clarkson had with Alanis Morissette this past week because seeing Alanis sing those songs so beautifully and then Kelly harmonizing along with her. Like, I don't know if you've seen the clip of them singing You Ought to Know together and Kelly takes the high harmony and it's so fucking good. But also to see Kelly react like so clearly as from a like giant fan perspective and like she opens the show and sings on her own. She sings Smiling, which was in the Jagged Little Pill musical and also she put on uh, the most recent album, Such Pretty Forks in the Road uh, and Kelly does an amazing job of it and she's like, I cannot get through that song without crying and then they do Hands Clean. They do, um, I'm like, do they do Thank You? I don't know. They definitely do Hand in My Pocket. You ought to know. Just a lot of great fucking songs. You know I'm a big Alanis person. They and did a, a big whole Kelly. damn show. They, they did a whole concert. They did a whole hour of like Alanis singing lead and Kelly jumping in on the harmonies and she's like, it's so hard to do harmonies with you because you just are, your rhythms, you do whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> Which is true. I and love how like Kelly Clarkson's like show, she's kind of just like, okay, we're going to do what I want each episode. Absolutely. This is just going to be a concert of me singing with Alanis Morissette because I've yes. always wanted to do it. Absolutely. Like, Great. And I think she's had one with Pink before and I would love to see her do more of this because again, what do, else would you want from Kelly Clarkson to just like fangirl and sing with her like favorite musicians? That's what's great about Kelly Clarkson because like she fangirls so hard yes. over people and like singers and songwriters that she admires so much. Right. And she doesn't realize it's just like, oh no, girl, like people are fangirling over exactly. you too. <laughs> like, we are, you are a part of that, yes. that, you know, group of people. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like, you and are that's an what, icon. That's what Alanis kept saying. She, Cause Kelly would be like, I'm just a baby writer. Like I, I don't write songs like you write songs. Like I write baby songs and Alanis, it's like that's not true <laughs> it's like I know who you are you're very fucking successful but like it was just great and I cannot encourage you to watch it more because really brilliant beautiful stuff. oh I mean I, I guarantee you Alanis like sober a lot I'm could sure you imagine Alanis singing sober Ooh. we need it we need them to go on tour together oh that'd be great that'd be amazing that'd be great <sighs> okay <laughs> are there any other uh, news for idiots you want to share with other people I don't think so okay we're gonna take a quick break and be back with more two game mats the podcast Okay, we're back. We are back. Give us the commercial. Oh, the commercial is. Thank you guys so much for listening and watching uh, the podcast. We appreciate you so much. And if you are enjoying the podcast, please make make sure to go to Apple Podcasts and find Two Gay Mats and give us a five-star rating and review. We only accept five-star ratings. So sorry if you have any comments, any negative feedback, you'll need to write it in a journal. But uh, you also can give us five stars on Spotify. It helps us so much with both of those algorithms. We want this audio to reach as many people as possible. And we thank you for so much for those ratings. Yes. If you love Love us even more than that. Go to patreon.com slash two gay mats. You get extra bonus content from us, I'd say every week. And um, we, I think, have restarted the Patreon as of June. And I believe there are 41 posts between like the extra bonus videos and the polls and the uh, podcast previews. Like some podcasts that are pre recorded get put up there early. It's just a fun place to be. And the Discord, if you want to meet a bunch of people that are your friends you just haven't met yet, go to patreon.com slash two gay mats. Yes. And now's a great time to join the Patreon because next or this week when we record our Taylor Swift 1989 Taylor's version we are going to have the full live stream up on our Patreon in case you miss the live stream or in case you want to watch it rewatch it again yes that replay is going to be a Patreon exclusive yeah so everyone uh, check out patreon.com slash two game for that so this is email my heart this is the section of the podcast where we answer any questions that you guys might have you can be a part of email my heart if you email us at two game at gmail.com to is spelled t-w-o and apparently it's if you email us on sunday between <laughs> the hours of 11 45 and 2 30 because we literally got like five emails I love today it. in between uh, those times except for the first email i'm going to read oh. you the first email was sent on monday Okay. So uh, Haley, Haley's not a procrastinator. Hi, Haley. Haley sent in the email right away. Uh, her email is moving to a new city. Hi, Matt. Hope you two are doing amazing. I know both of you moved from New York City to L.A. after college, so I'm wondering if you have any advice about adjusting to a new city and making new friends. I graduated back in May and immediately moved to a new town for my job. Though I enjoy my work, I'm in a much more conservative area for now. For reference, I'm a queer woman of color in a white male-dominated field, so mm. it's very isolating at times. I, I'm still having a hard 
time making friends and adjusting to this new way of life. I have one friend here, but our schedules never really line up. What were your experiences like moving across the country? How did you end up settling into your next chapter? Do you have any advice? Thank you for all the fun content, by the way. Now that I'm no longer fighting for my life with money because of school, I just become an, a patron slash official cat. Oh, thank, thank you. Really? Um, I mean... So, okay, what brought you to L.A. from well, New York? I was uh, at a publishing company. I was writing songs for a publishing company, and they were based in L.A. And so I was like, yeah, I'm, it's after school. I might as well focus and come here for that. And uh, when I moved here, I knew one person. I knew my friend Jeff from high school and did not know anyone else. Luckily, his friends were close by. He went to USC and made a lot of friends there. And so I kind of initially just kind of glommed on to his friends and made my way uh, finding my own friends from that. But I would also recommend, uh, I remember when I was in that uh, gay kickball league, mm-hmm. that was very fun and very a very good way to meet people, especially new people if you're specifically looking for queer people to be around. Like I feel like those kind of gay volleyball, gay sports, gay bowling, like it always feels a little like odd to push yourself out of your comfort zone in that way. But it's you there's you, you have a larger likelihood of finding people who are also looking to meet friends like yeah. there are I think some people who are looking to like win the sport but I feel like most people doing those oh. kind of I know oh god but there are some but it's, most, it's unlike a reality show where it's like no I'm here only to make friends exactly <laughs> it's the opposite of the reality show so but there are absolutely people who are truly there just to make friends and mm-hmm. I would I would think you would find those people if you just applied and put yourself out there in a way that is tough. I'm not going to say it's not, but I think those kind of clubs or sporting events or even like meetup.com, I think has some groups of that are like specifically queer, specifically like queer people of color. And I would recommend uh, looking into that because it's, it's very tough, especially if you're going to a new city where you don't have an anchor or like Mm -hmm. a person that you already know, it really does feel like you're diving into the deep end and making friends after college is just not as easy. Yeah, especially like if you have like such a strict like work schedule yes. and like you're still sort of navigating that schedule, especially like I well, I will say also, Haley, like your first year after college is objectively hard. So like <laughs> yes, do not true. think that like you are doing anything wrong in this situation. Like everyone has a hard time. You are not alone in this situation. Absolutely not. Um, yeah, I mean, I moved to LA very much on a whim because like had you asked me like a couple months prior to me moving to LA, if I would ever move to LA, I would have been like, hell no. Wow. Because I, you know, I, I loved living in New York. Um, and But I kind of was just like, oh, I don't really see myself fitting into the theater scene here. Let me go out to L.A. and, like, focus on acting for a little bit. And I was like, oh, I'll be in L.A. for, like, six months. Uh, and it ended up being, uh, like, almost 12 years. Wow. And so, um, I mean, I really, really lucked out. I, I only knew one person when I moved out here. Um, my one good friend, Lauren, from college. Um, and I also very, very much lucked out because I found a living situation with Matt Palmer and uh, our two other friends, Brian and Eric, who had a wonderful group of friends who really just like took me in and were just like so welcoming and wonderful and everything. So I I really got to know them very quickly and everything. And also the, the way I made um, a lot of other friends was like dating apps. Yeah. Like, I don't know if you're on any like dating apps or anything, but like going on dates with people. I mean, I've made some of my like best friends, like my best friend, Fernando, we met on okay Cupid or whatever, you know, and it was never like a romantic thing ever. It was just like, Oh, like we really like each other. Let's hang out. Um, and I've made so many of my friends through him. Totally. And so, so like if, if you know, you are open to like, you know, like going on dating apps and meeting new people, it's always great to just like meet new people For sure. that way. have like good, like one-on-one time, with people even if they do just become a friend you know um so that always really helps me a lot um and i mean i don't know like if i don't know if you're close with your coworkers or anything but like if you have like a coworker who you really like you know see like if they're down to hang out totally yeah there are there are options absolutely there yeah are. so and and again like your first year after college you're very much like what am i doing Truly. I my first year after college like i feel like i saw none of my college friends afterwards even though we were all living in the same city wow. because you're kind of still like navigating your schedule yeah like how oh how do i like survive on my own now without a set schedule like for me right you know it's a transition um, for sure. yeah and you have to navigate like how do I schedule time to see my friends and that's something that you just figure out yeah. with time yeah um okay um so how many more questions should we answer because we got so many how many should we put on the back burner uh let's answer two Wait, more two more yeah okay and then the other questions we'll put on the back burner totally um so this question um is 
you know what? Let's <laughs> do it's a different one. Let's do this one because it's a. Uh, you know what? No, let's do this one. Okay, Sorry, right. guys. Uh, so this one is from Brad. Brad says, reality TV cast. Hi, Matt Squared. Can't wait for your 1989 Taylor's version live listening party this weekend. Hope y'all are as excited as well. This is a two-part question. Matt Steele, how does Big Brother work? <laughs> a quick synopsis is fine, but every time I listen to your two gay minutes, I'm like, hold up. How does this show work? Please That's give so a quick, quick explanation. Next, would you rather be on Survivor or Big Brother? If whichever you choose, what would be your game? play would you be the villain at backstab people etc also would you backstab matt palmer to win the game oh my god absolutely i would oh! matt, matt palmer what reality tv show would you like to be on and why what kind of cast member would you like to be the villain mm. um so quick overview basically there's 16 people in a house there's a competition for head of household whoever wins that competition has to nominate two people for eviction then there's a power of veto competition where it's the head of household and the two nominees and three random people selected compete in the competition and whoever wins that can either save themselves like can either take themselves off of the nomination block or whoever wins can take someone else off the nomination block and then the head of household has to name a replacement and then on Thursday nights there's a and then the head of household has to nominate someone else and uh, Thursday nights there's a live um, uh, ceremony where they vote one everyone votes one person out and then there's another head of household competition where the old head of household cannot compete which is relevant to this week's uh, uh, two gay minutes Perfect. Um, they are not allowed to compete so there can be a new head of household and then the cycle goes through again until you get down to the final two and then there is the previous house guests vote for the winner who they think should win um, and as far as what person I would be I mean I I mean you always go in being like I'm going to be the villain I'm going to be the villain but like really the best players are the people who can adapt really easily mm. like you go in without a strategy and you just see the dy dynamics of the house and sort of where you naturally fall the best way to play is literally just like develop the best relationships that you can with each individual person um, and then go from there because right. if you plan ahead like it's not it's not going to work because right. so, sometimes people like plan ahead and it's just like oh no this game is taken a different direction long ago and you are still stuck here um, I, I mean, being a villain is fun. It is hard though nowadays to like be a villain on a, re like a true villain right. on a reality show. Um, and that's why reality TV just isn't as good anymore <laughs> because like it's pe true. people's, you know, jobs are kind of at stake unless like they choose to be like a, a full reality, time full -time reality, reality person. person, which is like hard to do now, yeah. you know, because it's, you're very lucky if you can do that. Um, so, I mean, being a villain would be very fun. I would love to be, you know, like good to people's faces, but like a villain in the diary room mm. and be like, this is what I'm doing. I'm twisting my mustache. Ha ha ha. But a lot of times when people do that, they kind of just like make talk a big talk, but don't walk a big walk. Right. I don't want to be that person. I want right. to be realistic about who I am in the house. So I truly don't know. That's right. why I need to get cast so I can find out. All right. Who, so, would, who would you be, Matt Palmer? I mean, I would choose to not be on a competition reality show. I would much rather be on a uh, Vanderpump Rules seems like the most local. Like, just like, I want to see some television where we all hang out. There's drama. There's interaction. I feel like it's tough for queer people to get cast on these shows, at least the Bravo ones, because the whole storylines that make the headlines are like, oh, X person slept with X person's girlfriend. I'm not sure. sleeping with anybody's girlfriend. <laughs> like, and I'm not trying to like turn a straight man. Like, so there's not going to be any sort of, and I'm in a happy relationship. And so it would be tough because right now they have a gay cast member on Southern Charm, but he essentially just pops in into group scenes and it's like, oh, hey, hugs everybody and doesn't say anything. And like has nothing like so I don't want to be a friend of. I want to be a full time. Oh, of course. God. And to me, I agree. You can't walk in being like, I'm going to be the fan favorite or I'm going to be the villain. It's like. To me, the job of those non-competitive reality shows is like be yourself and speak up in the moment and do well in the diary in the diary room in the confessionals because a lot of people sit there and are very quiet during the scenes and don't really say anything and they have all of this like comedic gold in the in the confessional and it's like well babe you should have said that to her face like you should not have waited yeah. months and months to think of something funny to say so to me it's like the job is to speak your mind to the point where it's like this is rude if you were doing this in real life you should not be giving your opinion to every single thing but that's the job it's like be in the situation and if it causes conflict it causes conflict you can't be polite if the point is to 
show how people interact and what people's true feelings are. Like that's a part of the job. So I imagine some seasons I would be the villain and some seasons I'd be, you know, well, like you have dimensions, you just have dimensions. And like, that's how the best reality shows work. Like if there's always one like hero person on the show, it's 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 fucking boring. It's annoying. And it's like same old, same old, like the best housewife seasons and the discord that we're in. There's a new villain every day. I know. I love it. (laughs) And that's, I would like to be a part of the cycle of villains. And the thing with like reality TV is like if you if people can sense that you are trying to manipulate your edit, you come off across as so unlikable, absolutely, and it's so annoying. Yes. Also, another detail about Big Brother: they're all locked in a house and they're being recorded twenty four hours a day. That's, yes, that's important to know. Also true. <laughs> yes. Uh, um, okay, so the next one. So we have three. We're gonna put Brandon and Brad on the back burner for next week. We'll see you so soon, though. We'll see you soon. Uh, oh, Brad and Amy. Sorry, oh, Brad and Amy. Yeah. Okay. Um, oh, there's two Brads. Interesting. Whatever. <laughs> the, and the other Brad um, next week. And so this one we should answer now because yeah. it's, it's timely. It's about 1989. Perfect. Lily wants to know, uh, I hope you are as pumped as I am for 1989's release this week. In preparation for this release, I'm curious about your thoughts on which songs uh, you think you'll like best from the new ones, only the vault songs. And then what songs you could see yourself liking more from the original release. What do you anticipate will be your top five favorite songs from this album can include original and vault for this question. Provide, provide the track. List. Oh, thank you right. so much. <laughs> so what, I mean like everyone, your eyes immediately go to slut. slut. I want, I want slut to be amazing. I'm very excited for that. Something um, about don't say go. Or say don't go. Say don't go. Oh, yes. never mind. I thought it was don't say go. Never mind. I don't, I don't, I don't like it anymore. Taylor it acts it. That's so funny. Yeah, um, I mean, now that we don't talk feels like a title of a song that I would enjoy. Because sure. that is very much my move. Suburban um, Legends sounds like it'll be weird. It does sound like it could be yeah. weird. Um, I'm excited for all of them. But of course, Slut jumps to the top of my yeah. list. I love how she's ending it with a song called Is It Over Now? <laughs> I know, <laughs> like, right? <laughs> it's like a very, very funny little winky so right. ending. I mean, I, I mean, I guess... I guess we'll just say slut just because it's called slut. I mean, it's called slut. It's called slut. So I, that's the one everyone's kind of looking forward to. Totally. So, um, yeah, as far like, as the songs that I think are going to improve, I think it'll be easier for me to hear new versions of songs that are not my favorite. So Bad Blood or uh, Welcome to New York, I could see myself liking more. Even Shake It Off. Like, I honestly feel if she wanted to go full girl at home with Welcome to New York, like, I'm making this an entirely new vibe from the original. Sure. It's going to be something completely different. I think that would be cool. I think there is a world in which this song is more palatable to me. Okay. And uh, if it is just a straight remake, I'll be a little disappointed, even though I get that's the point of all of these. Um, But that's the song that I think has the... um, Farthest to jump in my rankings. Sure. Because it's kind of just like the original Out of the Woods is so perfect. Right. right. Where it's like the, the range of it being <laughs> so, better is so small. So, so if there is something that's a little lesser than in like the production or whatever. It'll like, hurt your feelings. We will be like, oh, no, we're right. devastated. Right. Um, so, yeah, I agree with you there. I mean, maybe I, I, I haven't listened to How You Get the Girl in 5,000 years. So I'm interested <laughs> to hear what that sounds like again because I truly don't know. Well, it. It'll be great. I think I'll listen to it maybe twice. Perfect. Yeah. So um, so I'm excited. I'm excited to revisit 1989. Yes, especially now well. that it's been almost 10 years. Which Ooh. is crazy. And we have a video about 1989. And like, has that happened before where we've listened to an original version of an album? I and think then that was our re-release? first like album that we like... Uh, really reviewed really reviewed and it was like weeks after the fact right. I think, which is crazy <laughs> I love that I love that's that. so weird it's bizarre yeah I know alright so Amy and Brad don't worry we'll get to you next week we absolutely with your will. emails okay are we ready for two gay minutes we are ready for two gay minutes and this is where one of us rants about something the other one doesn't care about for two minutes Matt Seals is generally about Big Brother I assume today is no different it sure is darling right. we're, in the, we're in the final seven so. alright are you ready I am ready three two one let's go we ended last week on a high because even though Jag was playing his secret head of household reign horribly, he flipped the script and successfully backdoored the showmance of Corey and America, leaving the nerdy little couple in shambles and America crying and telling Jag to literally fuck off in the bathroom. Jag was very offended by this, which just goes to show how none of these babies would have ever been able to survive being on this show 10 years ago when telling someone to fuck off was literally the most mild thing you could possibly do. But it's fine. Corey was evicted on Thursday. It was fun to watch. However, the producers of this show can never give us too much of a good thing because it was also confirmed this week that 
that the secret head of household could compete in next week's head of household competition. Everyone is pissed. It's completely absurd because the fundamental thing that makes this game good is that the outgoing head of household can't be head of household the next week. It's the thing that makes this actual game of Big Brother better than the game of Survivor because it's, it used to allow for more potential for power shifts from week to week. Plus, just two years ago, they had a secret head of household week and my girl Claire was forced to throw the following head of household competition after she was a secret HOH, which led to her demise. So why the change up for this year, especially when everyone already knew that Jag was the secret HOH because he fucking told everyone. Mm. There should have been, at least been some incentive for him to keep his secret head of household a secret. Maybe something like he could compete the next week if no one found out or something. But no. Now, guess who's the new head of household this week? Fucking Jag again. Why? Mm. Because in recent years, the show has had mostly the same exact type of competitions, some sort of mental comp with a physical component as well. In the past, the competitions would require a variety of skills or even be more of crapshoots, which led to all different types of people winning power. Seconds. Now, the same exact people win every competition because they mostly only cater to one skill. In the last 10 to 15 years or so, men have won 75% of the competitions and subsequently 75% of the show's winners have been men. I've been saying for years the competitions are what have been making the actual show bad. I won an overhaul of the competitions. I've never given a shit about OTEV. The BB Comics competition is god-awful. It's time to retire them because the second halves of seasons, minus last season, have become nothing but compies completely winning over everything with zero social strategy. I'm over it until Thursday when it's a double eviction because maybe something exciting will happen then. And that's two minutes. Wow. That was good time. That was great. You're, so we're not happy? At no. The like, fuck. Like we, like, we can't have, like, two full good weeks. Right. It's so just, like, ridiculous how this show is run with mm. these competitions because it's, like, there's always like a physical when it's a mental competition there's always like a oh but you have to sprint the, to get the puzzle pieces oh, I so see. of course like you know the people like Felicia who are in their 60s right. like who is she's very smart she's good at mental like competitions and stuff totally. but because of the physical element like mm. she can't run as fast as 25 year old Jag who's right. like really in shape like so even though Jag is like not playing the smartest game right. he's just winning all the competitions and that's that happens so much in like especially the second halves of seasons and that's why second half of the seasons have sort of petered out That's lately. It's so annoying. <laughs> and it's just not fair that he can compete again. It's not fair. It's 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 so stupid, but it's their show. They can do whatever they want, but still, CBS, let's get it together. Okay. Anyway, what are your two gay minutes? I'm trying to think if I have one. Um, I had one, but it kind of has not stuck with me. So mm. I don't feel like, I feel like the Bravo sphere has not been anything too crazy lately. I, I think this last episode of Southern Charm is going to be very good. I haven't watched it yet. Okay. I don't really have one. Do you have a two straight minutes you would like no, to talk about? I have nothing straight to say. Oh, well, you, want to, you want to hear about my dream about dating Taylor Swift? I don't. I'm all sad. <laughs> I really, the straightest thing that's happened to me in a long time. I really think I'm okay. Yeah. I do have a give me moment. Oh, do like you want to this. tell us about your give me moment? I absolutely do. So guys, if you have not downloaded Super Mario Wonder on the fucking Switch, I implore you, you must do it. It is the cutest game, and it's so incredibly creative and inventive. Like, the whole thing about this game, it's a 2D scroller. Like, it's a little 3D, like there's some shading and things, but it's more like left to right, like we all know about um, the old school Mario games. And uh, the whole theme of this is essentially, there is something called a, um, a wonder flower, and during every... Uh, level of the game you're going to find a love wonder flower and if you do basically the entire level switches everything gets crazy you're basically eating like a psychedelic mushroom as uh as peach or as toadette or whoever you're playing as and there's just so much creativity that goes into like turning a level on its head completely and it's like okay you have a completely new objective until you find the wonder seed to turn everything back to normal and uh the whole screen changes the color changes like sometimes the gravity changes the whole world changes in front of you and it just took such creativity and ingenuity from the level designers to make every single level have basically a polar opposite that if you hit this flower everything changes and just watching it and having every level be different and like it builds upon itself so beautifully the animation is so cute and beautiful but I just cannot get over the fact that every level has to have two sides of the same coin the objective switches on you in the middle of it it just is so much fun it like it's just so addicting it's like you want to play it because it's so adorable to look at mm -hmm. but also it's difficult like it's not the easiest game in the world I feel like an issue with some more recent Mario games like have been this is just a little too easy like I feel like video games in general have gotten easier well than, it is for kids it's for kids <laughs> but like it's also for adults I was a kid playing the games that are now harder than like 
than oh, they are now. That's what oh, I'm saying. Okay. Like when I like playing them now is still harder than like new games. And I don't believe Super Mario Wonder falls into that trap. It is as adorable and as kid friendly as ever, but there's real effort that needs to be made to get through some of these levels and just truly how like the you get new um just new new gifts, new things that change the way Mario moves through the world and also the levels themselves are so unique. You get badges like that add to different abilities to you as you walk through the game. I just cannot say enough good things about it. I love it so much. I can't wait to play it and truly replay it and get every single level completed. Get every wonder seed that's available because it's a joy. If you are down at any moment, you will be brought back to life by Super Mario Wonder. All right. I all hope right. you get all the, the seeds. <laughs> I'm going to get every seed I can. All the seeds yes. from that Palmery, ladies and gentlemen. That's what you want. So now we're going to talk about cinema. Okay. <laughs> Here we go. My giving me moments. Baby, I saw the Palm d'Or winner okay. this week. It's called Anatomy for a Fall. Okay. Or, sorry, Anatomy of a Fall. And it is a French movie starring a German actress that is actually kind of mostly in English. Okay. Yeah, I know. I don't know how that works, but it's somehow it did and it works beautifully. It's a movie. Um, uh, it is is uh, starring uh, it's sorry it's directed by Justine Triette it's starring Sandra Hewler and it is about a woman and she and her husband are writers and they're living in the mountains in France like this little mountain town and everything cool. um, and her husband tragically and they're the couple you can tell in the beginning that there's like some tension between them okay. the husband one day the wife discovers that um, the husband like tragically fell to his death mm. from their attic window they also have a son who is visually impaired and uh, the entire movie is essentially the police like uh, suspecting that she is the one who, you know, murdered her husband. because it. It's kind of hard to rule it a suicide and no one really knows what happened. Um, and so a lot of it is the trial of them, you know, accusing her and more things are discovered about their their marriage. Mm. And, and really like you are discovering like so many like details, like up until like the very sort of like last moments of the trial. It mm. like really keeps you on the edge of your toes and even though like spoiler alert for oh. most of the time you are very much like she didn't do it right. <laughs> like you, you kind of go into the, the movie never pretends like she did really okay. but still you're still discovering so many interesting things about their relationship that you're mm. still kind of on the edge of your seat just being like what am I going to discover now <laughs> you know so it's really really interesting the performance of Sandra Hewler is so excellent oh and the little boy he's so good what's his name I'm going to look him up um, the performances are really, really, really fantastic. Mm. Um, I'm trying to find the little boy on IMDb. I can't. It seems like he doesn't have a picture. Oh, but he's excellent too. <laughs> Whoever you are, kid, you did a great job. It's it was it's real and it's very much like a nice like slow burn movie mm. that feels very like um, sort of like like if like a lifetime like like a crime drama. Okay, essentially that also has that you know um, that that. Uh, like woman aspect to it of just like this. These are the things that women need, like in their relationship right. and everything, and that. So I, I, everyone take your mothers on a date. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a little it's intense. Like, it's like if a lifetime like crime drama was like a Palm Door winner. Okay, at the the Cannes Film Festival. That sounds fun. So I, I loved it. I thought it was great. I'm so glad you loved it. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I'm trying to think if there's any movie that I'm going to be seeing before Renaissance in the theaters, and I think the answer is no. Okay, There's that's nothing. all. The, that's like I'm over on the way. Good what? movies are gonna come out. What, but of what? I, of what do I need to see? Uh, Killers of the Flower Moon is coming out. Not terrible. You got, you got three and a half hours. I'm not terribly interested in a three and a half hour film. I'm well, not. I'm I sorry. Am. Well, you I'm have excited. a great time. Well, see Anatomy of a Fall. It's only two and a half hours. Well, I, I'm glad <laughs> to know about it from you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I also want to say that uh, I've been watching the Great British Baking Show, and it is excellent this season. They have a new uh, co-host who has a viral interview with Mariah Carey during Christmas that is so fucking funny and I'm so glad to see her on this huge stage and so yeah great British speaking show a very like warm hearted reality show that I wanted to recommend to all of you oh everyone loves that show I know but yeah. it's back and it's great and the cast they just they get casting right every it's literally like the opposite of Big Brother they get casting right no, every see, single time the thing time. is like it's not the casting that's a problem on Big Brother like for oh. years people have been like the casting's the problem the casting's the problem now it's just like no, like the, the, show. the cast the show. is, especially this cast, this is an interesting cast and the cast is very, very strategic. Like mm. Suri is a brilliant, brilliant player. And like in the beginning, I know I said like it would be so annoying if she just like um, did perfectly this entire, you know, season because it would just be like such an easy win for her. But the thing is like now that like we're discovering how like these competitions play out and everything like it's kind of like no Saria's has played such a brilliant social mm. game um and, and the fact that like she's 
it seems like she's going to lose out now just because she can't win a, a competition is so annoying because Big Brother is about the social aspect and the competition is just sort of like aid in that a little mm. bit, not dictate it, you know? And so, so like, and really, this cast is great. I thought last season's cast was really great. Like, and the, season 23 had an excellent cast. It's just, so you're saying it's more of the show. The competitions, the competitions. are the problem. Okay. Like, the competitions are so the problem when it comes to. Um, this show and how the show edits the competitions mm. is such a problem because you're literally watching an hour episode and like literally half of it is them explaining how their <laughs> their strategy to get the ball in the hole or That's something. Boring. It's like they t- waste so much time on these competitions. I don't know why. Well, I've said it for years. No one ever listens to me. Well, no one who can make decisions ever <laughs> listens to me because they're probably not watching this podcast. Well, Lord knows they don't even watch my audition tapes. Don't worry. Great British Baking Show is perfect. Okay, <laughs> So great. if you need to know that some reality shows are doing it right, just know that Great British Baking Show very much. All right, how do we incorporate a Great British Breaking Show and Big Brother? I don't know if we can, because the whole thing about the Great British Breaking Show is they're also so kind to each other, and it's so beautiful. Oh, I don't want that. I, the thing is, I didn't think I did it either. I'm a Vanderpump person. Yeah. But now I'm like... It's, I'm like, sure, do I fall asleep most episodes we watch? I do, but it's like, oh, oh. I can't wait to wake up and watch the end. <laughs> All right, okay. is there any other... News or anything you'd like to share with people before we say goodbye? I don't think there is. Guys, thank you so much for listening and or watching. We'll be back soon with more 2 Game Mats. Soon we'll be back for the live stream of That is true. Thursday night. Listening party. See you then. Let's go. Bye. Bye. Bye.